0: talk to an astronaut former nasa wow. astronaut steve smith he's involved in the documentary zero gravity it's going to be video demand soon film festival zero is the website steve what's going on man Hi, steve
1: hey thanks for the opportunity to talk about a really inspirational film at a really good time in our space history
2: all right we're going to get to that in just one second but i gotta ask you we're looking at your bio here Seven spacewalks, five to repair the Hubble uh, Space Telescope. Was your heart pumping on the seventh walk like it was on the first, or was it just another day at the office at that point?
1: No, no, it's never another day at the office. It was, I was still amped up for that seventh spacewalk. But I'll tell you, right before the first one, I was reminded that Hubble was worth six billion dollars, so <laughs> 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 a bit, I got before that first uh, that first bolt I turned on Hubble. So the only <laughs> thing
0: keeping you is that little is the cord, right? You're walking in space, and then that's it.
1: Correct. Yeah, it's a steel braided cable, really thin. But um, you know, we're taught to be really careful. We wear a jet backpack these days in case we become disconnected and have to fly back. So it's uh, you don't really worry too much about it.
0: Do you, um, so my, my father-in-law's a doctor and he hates all movies and TV shows about being a doctor because they're not realistic. Do you, any, like, m- astronaut movies, anything realistic or are they all crap?
1: Oh, no. I, you know, anytime we get the attention of the public with a space movie, even if it's science fiction based, we love it because, um, you know, it's really an inspirational business to be in about thinking big and making big things happen. So, you know, I, I see little technical things during the movies that, you know, I know are not correct. But the public doesn't really know that. I'm fine with that. We're just happy for the attention.
2: Well, in honor of your visit this morning, pushing the documentary Zero Gravity, we're all drinking Tang. <laughs> <laughs> in a nutshell, what is Zero Gravity? What is the documentary uh, document?
1: Oh, thank you so much. Well, uh, it's a, a story about teaching some young kids, very diverse group of kids uh, that are in middle school, how to code. And uh, they they eventually learn how to code to program and control satellites that are inside the space station as it's orbiting Earth at 17,000 miles an hour. And it's you know it's gamified, so there are teams all across the country doing this. This uh, particular team they follow is in San Jose, California. Again, really diverse group, and it's amazing as usual to see what young people can do uh, when they're given the opportunity and the challenge.
0: Yeah, do they, you know, because you get the simulated stuff and the kids are doing space camp. Is it when when you're off, out of space, is the simulation and the coding and all that stuff just like the real thing?
1: You know, it's pretty close. You'd be absolutely shocked that it's like that because, you know, when I was asked to fix the Hubble Space Telescope, for example, it was already in space, so I had never actually touched or seen the real Hubble Space Telescope. But when we practice on Earth coding and doing spacewalks and things like that, um, we do it so much and over and over again so that when we get to the real thing, it feels like we've been there before, oh. which was a huge relief since it was probably worth $6 billion. But
2: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and when you think of middle school students learning coding through the space station, my initial thought is, wow, that's a, a little young. Would you trust anything that they could do? But really... Probably, you know, adults like us, we have so much packed. It's probably easier to teach a young person that because you're starting with a blank canvas, right?
1: Oh, you know, absolutely. And we know that the best time to get to young kids about uh, to get the kids, excuse me, about these technical skills is, you know, 10, 15, 16 years old. Yeah. And was a remi- it was a reminder in, to me in, in working with them and then just watching the movie a couple times since then. That, um, you know, when you challenge kids, they always, always amaze you with their, their um, abilities. I mean, I'm the parent of two kids that are in their 20s now. And dozens of times during up their upbringing, I had to remind myself, you know, let's try this bigger goal. And every time they're able to accomplish it. I mean, there's this one uh, um, student in the movie called, whose named Carol Gonzalez. And, you know, I think she's like 12 years old. And she says, you know, when I grow up, I want to be a software engineer. And build things that are useful to people. I mean, where does that wisdom come from? Would would we ever have expected that? And so it's just a reminder that, you know, we have to give youth the opportunity. I think when you look at the ages of the flight controllers that were on console, when Apollo 11 landed on the moon, they were in their 20s. And yet now, you know, we, we hesitate to let young people do these big things. So. It's
0: amazing. Zero gravity is the documentary zero gravity film.com is the website. Is Mars the holy grail and what's holding us back from sending astronauts from landing on Mars?
1: Yeah, it's the next holy grail. You're absolutely right. We'll go back to the moon on the way because it's closer. It's about a 3-day flight and uh you can practice things there and try equipment there, but in the end we want to go to Mars. The the real difficulty is it's 30 something million miles away. Yeah. It takes us about 8 or 9 months to get there and you know, once you're on your way because of the physics of the whole thing, you cannot turn around. You need to go all the way out there and back, which means you'll be in a, you know, a vehicle the size of a sports utility vehicle for, you know, a couple of years. And so the really difficult part is the um, health of the astronauts, both physically uh, and also mentally. You can imagine, again, yeah. being in a, a right. small vehicle with three or four people for a couple of years. So is it that do we have the
0: technology to do it right now?
1: We do, but it would take too long to get the spaceship there. As you know, we have multiple uh, vehicles there already. We do not have the technology yet to send people um, because of their health. The radiation, okay. for example, on the way there is horrible. So could but we it'll come. It'll come.
0: Could we send someone in orbit Mars, you know, go around uh, the planet and just kind of have
1: our eyes on it? Absolutely. We could do that. You know, we have spacecraft. We have now. the rover there now. Yeah, we have multiple rovers there now. Yeah. But if we sent a person, they, they wouldn't survive yet. So we need to get our technology straightened out first. But it'll happen someday. It might be 10 years from now. It might be 20. But um, we will send people there. I don't think in large numbers, at least not in the next 50 years, I think we'll send a you know, small number of explorers first. But um, who knows? Maybe someday we'll we'll have bigger numbers. And too. grow
0: potatoes like <laughs> Matt Damon. <laughs> <laughs> Before we
1: Wait, let... What?
0: Go
2: ahead. I'm sorry.
1: No, just one of the, you know, know, it's amazing how popular the space program is with people. It has been for decades. There's been many movies out the last few years in the big theaters. And so, you know, zero gravity film is just really another great opportunity for people to see what we're doing in the program.
2: Well, that brings me to my final question then. With the space tourism now, you know, for decades, well, someday that's going to be every day. That'll be normal. With Bezos and Richard Branson and Elon Musk. Are you a fan of the idea of just shipping people up into the orbit because it brings attention to the programs and it, it helps with funding? Or is there I mean, is there an inherent danger to doing that? Where are we headed with this tourism, and are you a fan?
1: Well, it's a little bit of all of that. You know, it's still dangerous, of course, very dangerous. I watched the launch of Inspiration4 the other day, just hoping that they would be okay, and I'm so thankful they, they were. Yeah. But, you know, you know, anytime you're in a transition phase, you have to make sure that you don't judge the effort by what's happening at that point. Let's wait till we get, you know, five years or ten years under our belt. But I think, you know, the, the wealthy folks going into space is a stepping stone to making space more accessible to the common person and also to incredible research capabilities. I mean, the reason we go into space isn't just to shoot money up there and people, it's to to find information that helps make life on Earth better. So we go into space to make uh-huh. life on Earth better. And, um, you know, when the first airplanes, commercial airplanes, flew in the early and mid-1900s, they were those flights were only available to the wealthy, and it was dangerous. But through That's true. Um, evolution, you know, now we have 5,000 airplanes in the air at any one time. And the same thing will happen with space flight Someday people will be able to say, yeah, we're going to go to the moon for our family vacation.
2: My luck, Steve. They lose my luggage. Travel <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: life. I'm going to Mars. My luggage ends up on uh, Pluto. What are you going to do?
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, the, the documentary, at Zero Gravity, zero gravity com. Steve, thanks so much. Thanks. Yes, thank you so much.
1: Have a great day.